I would like to talk today about the fall of Rome and how it could relate to the United States in contemporary time. And this research comes from observation on the causes of the decline of ancient civilizations in Rome uh, in Human Action by Ludwig von Mises on page 761. And the important takeaway here is the fact that economic theory allows us to comprehend and digest the decline of ancient civilizations. In the second century, under Antonidas, which is considered to be a good emperor, there was prosperity. And this comes from a high stage of the social division of labor and the interregional commerce, which was the trade that was occurring throughout the Roman Empire. And what happened was an establishment of mutual interdependency emerged from the previous economic self-sufficient aspects of the lives of the Romans. So when they developed these high levels of trade, this is what allowed the prosperity to occur. And it was the disintegration of the economic interconnectedness that brought about the decline of the Roman Empire. And it was the decline of the economy in Rome and not the barbarians, not the barbarian invasions that led to Rome's decay. So the economic disintegration of Rome allowed for the tribes to invade and attack Rome in the 4th and 5th centuries with armies that were not more formidable than the defeated armies by Rome in the centuries prior. It was the economic disintegration that allowed for a compromised Rome and Roman army to be overrun by barbarian invaders. Due to heavy price controls on cereals and other vital necessities, the Cura Annona, named after the, the uh, one of the god goddesses Annona, um, this was essentially the nationalization of the grain trade. And so what happened when they nationalized the grain trade uh, grain trade was that this led to a scarcity of grain and this was by the interference of the authorities in the adjustment of the supply to the rising demand so this was an act of price controls on grain and the Romans uh, officials were quick to eliminate any profiteering that may have occurred from the selling of grain and these other necessities. And so when they established the maximum prices, this led to already a hindered supply of, of grain in Rome. And then in the third and fourth centuries, there was some political troubles when the emperors resorted to currency debasement and as Mises says with the system of maximum prices 
the practice of debasement completely paralyzed both the production and the marketing of the vital foodstuffs and disintegrated society's economic organization. Uh, he goes on to say, the more eagerness the authorities displayed in enforcing the maximum prices, the more desperate became the conditions of the urban masses dependent on the purchase of food. So, the economy of commerce and grain and other necessities vanished altogether. The result was an abandonment of the cities by the people for countryside settlements and the agricultural farming of necessities by the individuals for themselves. Essentially, what occurred was with the currency debasement on top of the price controls, the supply and demand never uh, can become congruent. And this is principles of economics. Um, prices are not static. They're very dynamic. They're here one moment and gone the next. And when you establish a price control on something, it creates, that's an intervention, it creates a distortion in other parts of the economy, which is in the other sectors of, of the higher and lower orders of goods. And so if you put a price control on grain, for example, this affects the prices of the production and supply and farming of grain and and um, this is why they had these distortions so the big-scale farmers lost their commerce in the cities so they substituted towards the business of becoming landlords where urban proletarians and freed slaves turned to tilling the soil this dynamic shift in the countryside society helped produce the establishment of autarkies of each landlord's estates so as these people who could not get the food that they desired due to the government interventions and creating these shortages of food, they fled Rome for the countrysides. And the, the farmers who were once making profits from selling this grain could not establish their own business uh, through the means of selling grain anymore. So they became landlords. And... This eliminated the economy of grain altogether. And combined with the shortages and the fleeing of the cities, this allowed for the barbarian tribes to come in and conquer Rome. Um, even though these barbarian tribes were no more equipped or prepared in a military sense to defeat Rome than the previous tribes and armies that attempted. The economic, this is Mises, the economic function of the cities of commerce, trade, and urban handicrafts shrank. Italy and the provinces of the empire returned to a less advanced state of the social division of labor. They regressed. Mises goes on to say, the highly developed economic structure of ancient civilization retrograded to what is now known as the manorial, manorial organization of the Middle Ages. The shock of the outcome left the emperors fearful of what had occurred in Rome, but their counteraction was futile as it did not affect the root of the evil. This is very important uh, when Mises says, 
the compulsion and coercion to which they resorted could not reverse the trend towards social disintegration, which on the contrary was caused precisely by too much compulsion and coercion. The marvelous civilization of antiquity perished because it did not adjust its moral code and its legal system to the requirements of the market economy. A social order is doomed if the actions which its normal functioning requires are rejected by the standards of morality, are declared illegal by the laws of the country, and are prosecuted as criminal by the courts and the police. The Roman Empire crumbled to dust because it lacked the spirit of liberalism and free enterprise. The policy of interventionism and its political corollary, the fewer principle, decomposed the mighty empire as they will by necessity always disintegrate and destroy any social entity and the question that i want to ask for each viewer and listener of this podcast is what is the mystical um, uh, component to the united states that makes it any more invincible to the principles of economics and social cooperation and organization than some of the most powerful empires of the history of the world. This includes Rome, the Roman Empire, which lasted for centuries, crumbled from not understanding the dynamics of scarcity and currency. And with the helps with the help of the means of violence, coercion, and compulsion by their own Roman government helped bring Rome to its own decay. And if we look today in the United States, we see a very similar path. We see the United States government imposing price controls of its own. And every intervention that the government creates in the economy, it creates distortions. And this is not a free market environment. A free market environment promotes prosperity. And it has a tendency towards peaceful cooperation. Because it's more prosperous. Yet, combined with the price controls, um, specifically rent control, on top of currency debasement this this allowed for the barbarian tribes to come into rome and conquer it and the united states has enemies all over the world um the flag that gets flown with the stripes and stars is monstrous to some people and families across the world and right now, with the help of the Federal Reserve, we're heading towards currency debasement. 
We're inflating the money supply. And this leaves people worse off. For example, take these note cards in my hand. Um, one note card is the same length and width of each note card here. Yet, due to the scarcity, I'm able to trade a single note card for this glass, for example. But if I increase the supply of the note cards and I'm trying to trade with someone else, they can see how many note cards I have and they can charge me a higher amount or quantity of note cards in exchange for what they own, which is the glass. And so what happens in a society is prices adjust because prices are dynamic. And when we print more money, we're creating a higher supply of the amount of units of dollars that are available for exchange in an economy. And the people who do not receive the newly created money until down the road in the long run, prices have already adjusted and now they cannot pay for what they previously could have paid for. And this hurts people. This hurts um, the late receivers of the newly created money. The first, the early receivers of the newly created money are the banks, the friends of the banks, the politicians who make deals. And if we go down this road, this road of hyperinflation and debase the currency, I ask, what, what are the people, the poorest people of a society, what are they able to use for exchange? for food and water and shelter. I'm not sure. What happened with Rome was the people abandoned ship. They left the city because they had to. And uh, the United States is not invincible. Its economy has a debt that nobody wants to discuss and a budget that cannot be contained. And I think that the viewers and listeners, the people opening their minds to the concept of liberty, to the concept of sound economic principles and philosophy and sound money are the ones that have to be a pillar of solitude and strength in these confusing times. It would be a shame to see this one great country, the United States of America, decay the same way Rome decayed. Not externally from intruding barbarian tribes, but internally from their own government imposing all these interventions and regulations, creating distortions. This, this is what hurts people. I think this is what 
needs to be understood. Thank you. <laughs>